stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take a topic that is either astrological or a topic related to relationships and romance. I investigate that topic under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as a love or relationship astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today, especially for this episode. Um, this one's a little uh, fun. This episode's going to be a little bit fun. It is on progressed charts, and I'm going to give you a heads up on this one, Stargazers. I have actually been have been meaning to look up and kind of study progressive charts um, ever since I started reading astrological charts. But I've always it was always that topic where it's like I'd like to to learn this, but I keep forgetting. And I've had similar situations with a lot of things in my life. But this week, um, I was looking up another topic and it came up again. So it's like, okay, what are progressed charts? So exactly. So like, as I've said um, earlier, I am actually learning along with you. And I think that, that this is really kind of a neat episode. It's, it's nice to kind of learn something new. It's also nice to be someone who actually is learning along with you and not just the, the expert resident astrology nerd. So with that said, um, along with learning along with you, um, I am actually going to go ahead and dive into not only what progressed charts are um, in general within astrology, but also if they help uh, sinistry astrology, if they hinder, if they don't make much of a dent at all. And, you know, the relationship between a progressed chart and a sinistry chart, what would that reveal or if that reveals anything at all? Like I said, if it makes any sort of a dent at all. So what are progressed charts? So to um, kind of mention it uh, really just kind of simply, progressed charts really are meant to show us how we evolve over time or progress, if you may. And usually it shows like what sort of energies we kind of evolve with or what sort of energies we might be attracted to due to the planetary positions. Um, the progress chart is actually a separate chart. It has a completely different algorithm, a completely different formula um, is calculated in a completely, completely different way than with the natal charts or with transits or with um, anything that is also related within electional astrology. And usually with progressed charts, it is within electional astrology or otherwise known as predictive astrology as well. Um, usually with the, um, you know, the progressive charts, the astrologer can kind of see again, like, you know, here's your Here's your, your natal chart, which is kind of static. Um, but with the progress chart, here are the, here's some themes that you're going to see throughout the year. Like, for example, if you're an Aquarian, um, let's say that your progressed sun, you know, somehow, you know, you, you waited a, a number of years, your progressed sun is somehow within Scorpio, you know, that would kind of give you an indication um, with that sun's position that the themes of that year might be 
that you might be probing a little bit more when it comes to humanitarian aid. You might be just probing a little bit more about life in general. You might wander alone a little bit more in order to kind of mull over the truths of life, which are kind of hitting you in the face. Um, that might be another theme. Um, it might be hitting you in the face because you are really super interested in the truths or the hydras in life and, you know, really just want to spend some time alone to process that. Also within friendship groups, you might be more prone to sharing some of those revelations as well, too, and getting into deeper topics. It's not also uncommon when it comes to a progressed uh, planet in Scorpio to actually have a really big interest in the occult or any sort of secret knowledge um, or just in deeper things such as psychology, sociology, um, you know, the, the kind of the nitty gritty why things happen as they do, how they happen as they do. I'd say even, you know, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if someone, um, of, you know, who is an Aquarian would get involved within the sciences as well, too. But in a nutshell, it usually just kind of helps us uh, to understand why we might be a little bit different than we expect ourselves to be and why we're kind of gravitating towards the things that we're gravitating towards. Um, you know, usually with the progressive chart, um, it's kind of uh, many astrologers make the uh, claim that it's a great addition to the natal chart because the natal chart can be really static. Um, you know, usually it's just here are the planets that are in position from when you were born and that's that. There's your fate. And really a lot of astrologers um, kind of state that, you know, really with that natal chart, it can really seem like everything's just really super static and human beings aren't static. We don't, you know, just kind of have one position or one phase in our life. Our, our birth is one phase in our life. We actually do evolve with uh, within over time, and especially when we come to learn our natal charts, we tend to evolve as to how to work with certain aspects in our charts that might be contentious at best. And so, with the progress chart, it kind of shows how we how we're evolving as human beings and how really like what's going on with us in real time. It's like as close to the ast astrological in real time as we can get when it comes to charts in general. Progressive charts are actually really interesting. Um, this last week alone, I'm going to tell you this much, Stargazers, this week alone, I've been looking at everyone's progress charts. From my own progress chart right now, like where the sun stands, where every every planetary abode, if you may, kind of stands in my chart, where particular planets are um, precisely. And uh, it's it's been kind of fascinating. It's also been kind of fascinating to take a look at the progress charts of some of my loved ones to see if there's like some shifts and some themes. Like my mom in particular, I um, actually enjoyed seeing her progress chart. Uh, you know, again, I'm still still learning about all the planets. Um, but one thing I noticed was that her son's position has been outside of Capricorn. And I've noticed recently, especially, she's been taking kind of a serious turn uh, when it comes to conversations and a serious turn when it comes to my relationship with her. Even though our progressed sons are compatible with each other, I'm 29 degrees Virgo, 
she just seems a little sterner than usual and um, kind of just more fixated on other problems or other areas, like kind of what uh, many Capricorns would dismiss as being deeper areas of life, whereas I would have more immediate areas in life. So that, that's that been kind of an interesting progression right there, um, an interesting kind of pattern in that in that way as well too but yeah I've also been taking a look at progress charts from different times in my past because I feel like I am repeating 18 years old all over again um, you know when I was 18 years old I was shut out by a lot of colleagues I was shut out by a lot of my family members I was treated like I was always saying the wrong thing being in the wrong time, in the wrong place, just being wrong all the way around. Recently at work, I've been feeling the same way. And um, it's kind of interesting to see that some of the planetary positions in the progress chart are also very similar. And that's actually something that can be very beneficial, like say that you've, you're feeling like a sense of really weird deja vu all over again. Uh, the progress chart can actually reveal a lot of patterns that might be occurring, you know, with the progressed planets. Um, like uh, Venus is actually in the same spot. Venus and Mars, it's really kind of also uncannily eerie too. Venus and Mars are actually in the same spot that they were in 2001. So progressed Venus, progressed Mars, indicating relationships. Um, they were outside of Leo in 2001. So being more outward with relationships, wanting to be in the spotlight, wanting people to pay attention to me, to at least listen to what I had to say, um, especially in that year since I had very profound burning questions, or at least that's what I felt. And I just felt like I was shut out a lot by other people who might have had really bad and wrong and skewered ways of intentions. And I'm beginning to feel that way again this year. And like I said, um, both Mars and Venus are in the same position as well as the sun. Actually, the, sh the sun has shifted a couple of degrees, actually number of degrees. It was in the middle of Virgo in 2001. Now it's um, 29 degrees Virgo, so kind of coming closer to uh, Libra. But I'm still f feeling that same energy. And I think, you know, that's where progressions can also be very um, helpful is to predict trends that might happen in one's life, you know, like similar trends. Or if you're noticing particular trends, like I am right now, where I'm being shut out, I'm getting a cold shoulder, or I'm just not being trusted with projects, or I'm just not being trusted enough um, with things. And everyone's just kind of leery of me all the time you know, like it was when I was 18, you can kind of do a comparison as well, too. And it can be very interesting and very informative. But uh, along with learning, I mean, it's it's just a really um, kind of an interesting application all the way around. So the big question when it comes to our episodes and our podcast. So when it comes to synastry, uh, astrology, do progressions help with that one? Or do progress, are progressions not really relevant, not really, you know, it doesn't really matter, or does it, it doesn't really make much of a dent? And actually, according to many astrologers, the, the progressed chart over the synastry chart 
can actually be very helpful in relationships. Many astrologers actually state that when it comes to the synastry chart, the synastry chart can also, the composite chart is what we kind of call it. Basically, it's two, it's every, you know, the two people who are involved in the relationship, it's their two natal charts that are overlapping each other. And that way you can kind of see, you know, that's kind of what I have been looking at when I've been um, doing the synastry um, episodes with, uh, you know, Scandival, um, you know, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, with, a, you know, a couple different episodes where I'm reading the, the charts. It's basically everyone's two different natal charts um, kind of overlapping each other. And in that way, we kind of see some trends in the relationship, whether the relationship will go well or, you know, whether this person might change this person for the better because this house is overlapping that house or this planet is in this person's house and, you know, how each person in the relationship influences each other. Well, astrologers, a lot, you know, a lot of astrologers kind of mentioned that that even can be rather static when it comes to relationships. And again, no one lives in a stasis. Everything and everybody changes. That's kind of just the way and the facts and just kind of the universal truth within life. And so uh, when it comes to synastry astrology, the progress chart can actually be used to help, you know, kind of identify patterns within the relationships or within the relationship or predict patterns that might come up in the relationship to kind of give you a heads up for. The way in which the progress chart is used within synastry is that um, we usually take apart the composite chart. And we usually take both individuals' natal charts and then we overlap the progress charts over them to see like what sort of changes they might be going through. But things such as, you know, somebody's, um, you know, Mars is overlapping, like say their natal Venus at this time. You know, this person suddenly has a really profound interest in you know, chemistry and, you know, keeping the flame alive and also potentially with sex as well, too. They might have like an eye, you know, for with that chemistry, like, you know, compounding that chemistry uh, with the sexual um, realm as well, too. So, um, you know, the partner might be taken way aback. The other partner, on the other hand, could have a progressed Venus outside of their natal progressed Venus, and they might want to go back to being, you know, like they're kind of feeling mushy when it comes to poetry. They're kind of feeling very sentimental when it comes to how they used to be loved in the good old days. Um, they could feel that they want more companionship, that they want more compassion, some more just hands-on love time. And that could be a bit of a conflict in the relationship. That progressed Mars can actually provide a bit of a conflict within that relationship. Um, within uh, divorces, so to speak, or within, you know, sticky situations, like say the relationship has hit a bump, sometimes someone's progressed Saturn could be either squared their sun or it could be conjunct their sun in the natal chart. 
and that could make that person rather icy, rather distant, rather cold, something that they weren't, like this person could be completely warm and completely approachable. Um, and this person was completely warm and approachable when you had married this person, like say that this person has their son in Sagittarius. They're very adventurous. They're very um, wise seeking. They're very honest. And suddenly they're kind of distant and cold, which is not, uh, you know, like a Sagittarian. Um, that progressed angle can actually give us an indication. Like, again, that relationship with Saturn can give us this indication about how long that would last, but also um, how to weave certain aspects of this progressed chart into the relationship. So, Instead of just saying, oh, well, he's distant and cold. He's not the same person that he used to be, the Sagittarian, and I'm headed for divorce. You know, maybe instead saying, okay, so he seems to be more attuned to practical matters. He seems to be rather distant, rather cold. How can I break the ice a little bit? You know, what can I weave into? You know, would be being pra more practical and pragmatic, would that break the ice a little bit and cause him to warm up again or cause the relationship to warm up again? Um, if I were to, you know, be compassionate towards the distant nature, to be more compassionate in the regard of understanding that he has some things going on, or, um, you know, being more compassionate in the regard that maybe he has business matters going on and maybe just try to take that compassionate stance um, within the relationship. I think that's another way to weave in the energy. But I think the biggest thing when it comes to sinistry astrology and the composite charts is that whether for good or for bad, because I think uh, composite charts can also indicate like why somebody's feeling so sentimental or why they're feeling really closer and more intimate than usual. Could be a progressed, um, you know, Venus outside of the natal Venus or Venus outside the natal moon. Um, that could in, that could also be another way in which the partner, another partner could weave in as well too into the relationship. But I think really more than anything with the composite charts, it's a great way to indicate not only how this person has progressed or how this person has changed in the relationship and to really value that change, but to take into considerations when it comes to plans moving forward. I think, you know, really to embrace not only the person and who they are, but to embrace their change. I think is really a good um, signal for love. And I think really on top of embracing the change, you can kind of weave some energies in to where you can kind of modify the relationship for that person. And the person that, you know, individual that you're with can do the same for you. And I think that that can really help to progress the relationship further. It can also make the relationship far more realistic. Um, you can actually come to far more realistic goals than you would have encompassed with just the composite chart alone. Um, and I think that that's a really um, a good thing as well too. you know, kind of make some plans that are more inclusive of the whole person as opposed to the person that you met and the person that you married, you know, that person, you know, again, um, the individual that you met and married, you know, indicative of the different astrological charts, that person could have been one 
shade of themselves, and now they're another shade of themselves. And again, um, human beings do progress. Um, and that's really how the progression or the progressive chart can really help us um, in regards. And like I said, whether for good or for bad, you know, progressive charts are not always brought in when two people are thinking about getting divorces um, or when something's going wrong in the relationship. Progressive charts can also be used when things are going absolutely swell and well and how to kind of keep that moving um, in the relationship as well. Now, when it comes to the planets in progressed charts, this has also been kind of interesting as well, too. Normally, when it comes to regular charts and also synastry charts, we usually um, kind of see the sun and the moon as being the fastest planets that move over time. And then as we get more into the personal planets, so like Mercury stays a little bit longer in each sign, stays about a week, week and a half, uh, Venus about the same. Mars is about two weeks, and then we get into the generational planets and how many years or months that they stay within um, each individual house and each individual sign. Well, in progressed charts, the fastest planet of all is the moon. And I can understand this because actually when it comes to the chart of the moment, the moon can be really tricky to gauge. The reason for why is that the moon spends one to two, so in general astrology, it's one to two days in each sign before it moves into the next sign. In progress charts, the, the way that progress charts are calculated, the moon literally skips into every sign every day. So you could get like a full round of the moon's, you know, sign or the moon through all the signs in one given, you know, in a couple, like in a week, basically. Um, so to kind of gauge where your emotional resonance is lying, it kind of depends on the time. It kind of depends on the day because, again, the, the moon kind of skips around. It can be immensely revealing um, when you kind of you're taking a look at where you're lying emotionally, uh, where you're lying internally. And it could be interesting to kind of gauge it day by day. Um, however, it's going to be immensely different each day uh, because of that shift. The sun, on the other hand, where the sun is also considered to be a quick moving planet because it goes, it can stay in a sign for 30 to 31 days. Well, um, you know, with the, the 30 degree angles, with this particular sun's position in the progress chart, it's actually considered to be the slower moving planet because it moves degree by degree each day. So a lot of astrolog astrologers who use progress charts like to take a look at the sun. The sun is usually our theme. It's kind of uh, the lessons that we're going to be learning um, in this particular time. Not only how we progressed, but also if there's going to be some really key meaty issues that are going to come up within this year. I know for me, one of my key meaty issues is um, I can be very meticulous when it comes to work. I can be very, very, very detail oriented, but it kind of weighs me down. It weighs me down in my energy. I feel like lead towards the end of the day. The more meticulous I get, the more I feel like lead. And also it just seems like the more that individuals don't really trust me when it comes to work, when I get more meticulous. And meticulousness, of course, is a kind of a hallmark trait with Virgo. Um, so I think a good lesson of how to be thorough, but not 
meticulous to such a degree to where I feel tired, I feel spent, depleted, exhausted, and I still have some energy at the end of the day uh, when it comes to detail-oriented tasks as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, like I said, it's just interesting like how all the, the planets move. And of course, as we move into the more personal planets and the, um, the generational planets, generational planets actually stay in the chart for a number of years. Even those that move in months, like Saturn, Jupiter, Saturn, and Uranus, they actually stay for they actually can predict themes that will occur for many years at a time because in the progress chart they actually move a lot slower than in the in the general chart. Um, you know, whereas Saturn, I think like Saturn and Uranus take about like six months to move. Jupiter's more like four to five months to kind of move from one sign to the other. In a progress chart, they can stay in a sign in what seems to be almost indefinitely. They can be like the um, Neptune and Pluto um, sort of positions. And also Neptune and Pluto, speaking of, they definitely remain in the progress chart for a long time. So you can see like definite underlying themes with the generational planets and what sort of meaty key issues um, you can learn from uh, when it comes to these particular planets. I think within Sinistry, uh, when there are sticky, like when a generational planet is right outside a personal planet, a natal in the, in the natal, um, like a natal planet as well too. Um, it can be a little sticky because that issue can stay there for a long period of time. However, how best you can weave and really accommodate for the other individual, also how the individual can really best accommodate him or herself in the relationship, I think is really indicative in astrology with how the relationship is going to survive and also how the relationship will move forward um, for the future as well, too. Um, and the same with the personal planets, too, uh, when there's a personal planet outside, like say if there's Venus conjunct somebody's moon. That could last for a little while, and that can bring about some challenges and some uh, like lessons that could be learned within the relationship of how to best accommodate everybody, especially if somebody's feeling kind of mushy in the center and very sentimental and, and what have you. But Stargazers, um, one thing I am thinking of for future episodes is actually covering, because progress charts are really just very neat, very interesting, and again... A lot of astrologers are stating that it's really a good, like a good chart to consult. I'm thinking maybe starting a series of all the planets progressed, like what a progressed sun specifically means, what the progressed moon means, and moving on um, and, and upward. Um, I know I, I kind of gave you some of my insights and some of the examples here from what I understand, but it would be interesting to to kind of learn more in depth um, about that. So I'm hoping that that's something that you guys can look forward to. Um, and I'm afraid that this episode is going to be one of those short and sweet episodes uh, for tonight, you know, with the introduction to progressed charts. But as much as it's short and sweet, I really hope that it's very fascinating and informative as, as it has been for me. It's been like 
it's been opening a treasure trove of, of, you know, astrological wealth for me. I'm just like, wow, this is cool. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I've been looking at progressed charts of just about almost like my, my times in life and also just about everybody in my family. So it's, it's been really kind of, kind of neat. And I, I would love to endeavor on this adventure with you. So above all stargazers, I do hope that you, um, especially with the retrograde parade that's going on. So Jupiter and Uranus have joined in on the retrograde parade. I will be detailing that more for next week's episode with that chart of the moment since we had also started Libra season um, as of yesterday, the 23rd of September. So to those of you who actually celebrate Mabon, a blessed and happy Mabon to you. For those of you who just like autumn, a happy autumn to you. Happy first day of autumn. And I also just think that uh, with the retrograde parades and also with the changes of the season that, you know, you kind of get like a little bit of time and a little bit of a, a breather to look up at the stars. We get to see our um, origins of astrology when we do so. Also, it's just a nice, great breather. I actually have seen the moon is actually halfway full. It is gorgeous in the, in the sky. We are coming up to a full moon and, um, it's just, it's really just a wonderful, wonderful sight to behold. But as always, stargazers between this week and next week, I do hope that you are safe, um, especially out on the road. It seems like everybody's kind of driving like maniacs again. So I do hope that you are safe, take out extra precautions, and above all, especially with cold and flu season coming around the corner, I do hope that you are well. And between now and next week, Stargazers, I will talk to you then. If you have any questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com. You can contact her on her Instagram page at Sandra.Misek. Again, that is M-I-S-E-K. Also, for as little as $2 a month, you, be, you can become a patron to this podcast. Visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details.